for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it all right that sounds good okay all right <laughs> how's it going man it's going good i'm in a really good mood today so hopefully uh, by the end of this i'm still in a good mood <laughs> yeah hopefully uh thank you for being accommodating uh had the fam here we're celebrating first easter i guess with one half of my family we're gonna do the other half tomorrow oh, okay cool <laughs> uh we had some lamb it was pretty killer uh so i guess we can get this started uh hey everybody welcome to the reality czars podcast and we're your hosts nathan and tony and Tony, how you doing, man? I'm in a very good mood today. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm feeling really good. Um, I do want to talk about some vaccine passports, so my challenge is to stay happy and still talk about that. So, Yeah, that's a challenging thing. We'll Tell see. me, uh, wh- why are you in a good mood, man? Uh, so this is my last weekend that I'm working in the foreseeable future. And that makes me really happy. We're going into summer. And just, I'm just in a good place. Um, I saw some people, I saw some friends the other day. Nice. That helps a lot. One of the things that I'm beginning to realize is just the power of connection, the power of being with other human beings in person. Yeah, and, man. I mean, it's so necessary. Yeah, like, I hear about the whole, like, hot math thing, like, a hotbeat has, like, this six-foot residence, and I don't know whether that's true or not, but I do know I feel a lot better when I'm in a group of people, and we're all just hanging out, talking, shooting the shit, just being good to each other. I just feel like I'm I'm a better person, and I'm sure that's true for everyone. Yeah, humans really are, we're social creatures, dude, and we will die if we're alone. You know, and uh, that is really one of those things about how shitty this whole COVID nonsense has been. It's like it's been designed to isolate and you can't it's not the same when we're like what we're doing right now is not the same as us getting together, shaking hands, like seeing each other's faces, drinking a beer. You know, I mean, what we're doing is great, but there is no substitute for the real thing. And uh I work, I work uh, with kids, and I s- often think about how their world is being formed right now. Like, uh, them not being able to see people's facial expressions, them, like, getting used to, like, I, you know, I work with, like, you know, uh, baby babies all the way up to, like, you know, 10, 12-year-olds or something like that. So, uh but like the little tiny babies they're imprinting right now, they're supposed to be learning facial expressions. They're supposed to be able to like read emotions. And like when someone laughs, look at a smile, you know, all those, all those things that they're missing right now because everybody has a fucking mask on. Yeah. I mean, I worry that it's going to be a sociopathic generation of people at some point. And I hope I'm wrong about that, but we need yeah, to get expressions and almost maybe in I, I don't know about sociopathic as much as like 
maybe uh you know some forms of uh like asperger's and autism is that they can't read facial expressions and they can't read social cues and they can't tell if someone's good or bad or if someone's happy or angry or you know they have to they have to kind of guess you know and so it's we're almost creating something like that where we're we're emotionally and mentally like stunting these kids and making them maybe more susceptible and easy to trick and coerce. Yeah, that's a really interesting thing about it too, is that they will be easy to manipulate. And I, I don't know whether it's thought out in that way, but it'll certainly be capitalized upon. Yeah. Well, the conspiracy theorist in me always sees connections. And then the rationalist in me says, look, that's too big. These people are too stupid. There's no way that, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have the rational side of me that says, like, I'm giving these people way too much credit. Uh, they're actually morons. Uh, they're just going by the seat, you know, they're just hanging on by the seat of their pants kind of thing. Uh, and that may be correct, you know. <laughs> but the conspiracy theorist in me sees a lot and reads and we i see the connections you know and it's to me there's too many coincidences either way it's happening so either way it's planned or not you're going to have a generation who isn't able to really easily identify what's going on socially they're not going to have social cues just like we're not meeting in real life in groups and just not to have that being part of your backdrop of being a human i mean i felt like there was just these gatherings when i was a kid you'd see adults be adults and there's something about just seeing adults hanging out and being more playful with each other because usually they were very serious like you get caught up in your routine and that's most of the adults in your life like that's what i saw but then on holidays or just when people got to gather you know there's a playfulness that comes out and that is so healthy to continue on that playfulness and have that throughout your life. So that's how yeah. You yeah, man. I, I really wonder with these little ones that, I mean, because, you know, a year, it, I mean, it's been about a year, right? That is a drop in the bucket for old guys like us. But when you're little, a year is a fucking eternity that, you know, a year can be a quarter of your life when you're, when you're young, you know what I mean? And, this year was one of the weirdest that has ever, you know, I mean, maybe the weirdest year ever for most people in the world. And the amount of fear and propaganda and control methods that have been instilled, it, it's, we can't even understand, we can't even fathom the amount of damage that we've done to the younger generations. Tony, you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what you're saying and let it hit in because yeah. <laughs> it's ent- I, I think you're right. I think that this is definitely the weirdest year that anyone who is alive has lived through. I'm just like this realness, just walking around and seeing people wearing masks and everyone is doing that. I mean, it's one thing, I'm not saying it's the worst thing that's ever happened. I mean, people have certainly lived through weirder, I mean, worse shit. But not weirder shit. Like the stuff that 
you're trying to outlaw gatherings. You're trying to. We have to check in with our government to see, like, oh, wait a minute, like, how many people am I allowed to invite over? Um, yeah, it's daily a checking in, listening to the news. What am I allowed to do today? But what I was thinking was that this is even weirder because we're in a world now that is so bizarrely connected and like centrally controlled that like this affected the entire planet. This didn't just affect one country. You know, there was no normal somewhere else. I mean, there was a couple places that almost stayed normal, but those were the exceptions to the rule. Well, and even if they are normal, they're still susceptible to this. Like, I don't feel like they're safe from this. I mean, it is global. And if it's not affecting you right now, where you happen to be, like, you're lucky, enjoy it, but prepare yourself. Like, you know, you can't sit this one out. Like, you know, maybe safest places were, like, the least sophisticated. Or not sophisticated is the word I need, but, like, the least uh, technological type of spots, like maybe the places that changed the least were like in the streets of fucking Calcutta. You know what I'm saying? And like small villages where there is no, there's no, it's too disorganized to centrally control. And so the police maybe try to crack down over here, but you can just go over there. You know what I mean? Places like that. But they're also going to be the ones that suffer the most because the way that this broke down uh, trade and the way this broke down like uh, shipping and the way that this broke down like all kinds of crazy things. Like the amount of food that was thrown away was fucking insane. Like I remember early on there were like one farmer had to literally throw away. It was like 2 million potatoes because the, because like the, the sorting place or whatever they were, they were shut down because of fucking COVID. Uh, one farmer had to throw away 2 million eggs or something insane. Another farmer had to dump, like, I don't know how many, like, thousands of gallons of milk. You know what I mean? And there was all kinds of weird food that didn't go to where it needed to go. And there was crazy shit that happened. This, like, 2020 was not just... It, we shut the entire fucking world economy down. The, okay, the, tell me if I'm nuts about this, okay? But this is what I was thinking about today. This was 100,000%. This is just my thought, okay? The Democrats fucking in the deep state or whatever the fuck you want to say. I'm not partisan, by the way. But whoever was in charge did this to get Donald Trump out of fucking office. We shut down the fucking world to get the, the sitting president out. Yeah. And now the people are in charge. I don't know how much of that is... Like, I definitely think that that was part of it for some people and motivated a lot of people to do it. I don't know whether there was something beyond that at the top. If there was a top, I don't know. But... Yeah, like you had this polarizing figure in office that was easy to demonize, and it was so important that he would remove himself from office that a lot of people were able to justify pushing this narrative of 
we need to well, down, shut down the economy because if not, this person is going to continue to have power, which, yeah, you know, like, who cares? I want to be super clear to the audience. Uh, I am not a Donald Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form. But I hate the but because then you have to forget everything you said before. I'm, I'm seriously not a Trump supporter. But if you look at the certain weird little things that he was doing, he was kind of now, and maybe this was a put on, maybe this was an act as well. But he would do things like he kept us out of the Paris Climate Accord. He was tough on the fucking border. He had these weird little nationalist streaks. He was a, a what the fuck do you call that? Uh, a populist, right? And whoever is actually in charge of this fucking planet. Or the group or groups. I'm not saying there's one head because that that would be crazy. Maybe there is, but I don't think so. Whoever is whoever the people are that are in charge of this fucking planet, they hate populism. They hate nationalism. They unless it's uh, unless it's helping whatever they're doing at the time, they'll prop people up for that. But they hated that he was like he actually was good on having uh like oil independence for north america like he kept those fucking pipelines going through he kept us like he almost had us at a place where we maybe could pull out of the middle east right now not that he would because the guy is not a principled guy the guy is not smart the guy is not any fucking savior and he's not anyone that's actually going to do any good but he seemed to rub the people, the the wrong people, the wrong way, and it just feels like he was just a slight barrier to them, and he annoyed them. He did enough things that they liked, like when he bombed Syria, they were stoked. He loves fucking Israel and eats Netanyahu's ass, and they were like, okay, that's good, you know. But he just did a few different little populist bullshit that they didn't like, like again, the Paris Accord. He was kind of hard on NATO. He was in opposition to China. He, he had all these weird little things that he would do. And I don't think the people in charge like the America first attitude. Well, I think there's a lot of these corrupt organizations that whether or not they ever started out for good reasons and became corrupt or they just been corrupt from the get-go. They've just been around forever. You have these dinosaur organizations and he was just slaying them left and right. And it's an easy thing to do. I mean, I'm not, not that it's easy, but like the easy targets. We all, there's enough hatred towards these things, especially when you point them out. Because people may not be like, oh, like, why are we funding NATO? Like, why are we giving them all of this money and no one else is doing anything? Or like, why, why are we buying oil from these places that we have to go and have wars to stabilize? when we can just get it ourselves. And whatever you feel about oil, we're using it one way or the other, so we might as well yeah. war over it. So, like, they weren't... And, and I think he was making people look really bad because you're like, wait a minute, this is the status quo. Like, what... Like, he was disrupting it? institutions and he was questioning narratives that were supposed to be set in fucking stone. I mean, you know what I mean? Because he's too stupid. Uh, uh, Tony, have you ever watched Mr. Bean? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan, but I've seen it. 
Okay, well, I love Mr. Bean, but <laughs> that's Donald Trump. Mr. Magoo, have you seen Mr. Magoo? Mr. Magoo. Okay, he's fucking Mr. Magoo. He's a stupid asshole that can't shut his mouth, that says all the wrong things at the wrong time, and he was embarrassing. You know what I mean? He's your fat racist uncle. Well, no, I get He's at, at the Thanksgiving table, just says the fucking thing you're not supposed to say. You know what I mean? Not like racist in a in a bad way, just racist in a 1990s way. You know, you know what I mean? He's just a jackass. And he was doing he was doing insane things that you're not supposed to do and say, and it pissed them the fuck off. Well, now I I get a little different take. Like I don't think he's stupid. I don't think he has a deep knowledge of the, a lot of the worlds he's going into. I think he's he's good at administering stuff, so he can tell whether or not a job is being done or not. And he can I think that he's good at reading. He's really good at reading people, and that is something that. Like he's got charisma, and he's able to he's able to communicate to people what he's doing in some very rudimentary way, and he's able to look at something and being like, "Wait a minute, do we need this?" And also just coming in with a little bit of a beginner mindset. I feel like a lot of the people who are in politics they've been groomed since they were kids. They can't they can't yeah. think their brain is broken. And having someone in there who's never done anything political in their life before, and just being like, okay, like, why are we, like, you can ask those stupid questions of, like, why are we doing this? Like, yeah, hate him or love him, he was an outsider. Yeah. And so he didn't have the same kind of baggage. And like you said, he didn't have the same kind of grooming. And he didn't have the same kind of, so there was something different about him. And when I say he's a buffoon, I mean that he's a buffoon, but that is not to say, that he doesn't have a certain type of cunning. I mean, the man marketed himself to the fucking top. You know what I mean? He is great at selling himself as a product. I mean, watch the man. He's been on like television his entire career, his entire life. He's been able to put himself in the spotlight and become like an anti-hero. You know what I mean? He's this bizarre... A really important part of American pop culture, whether or not people will admit that anymore. Yeah, he's in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Like, I feel like so much of what he's learned, he's learned through wrestling. And how much, like... What's more American than fucking professional wrestling? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing, dude. Pie, Jesus Christ, and professional wrestling. Maybe a little NASCAR, too. You know, that that, that is America as fuck. Yeah, there are some like the, the storylines of wrestling. Like, and, and yeah, like you should make fun of it. It's dumb, but they really get the pulse of what's going on, and they can strip it down to this bare bone narrative, and then turn it into two dudes being the shit out of each other. And that's at the end of the day, just kind of like what you want to see if you're just in a certain mindset and in a certain place in life, and you're well. I totally get it, man. It, it's the type of shit you put on when you just when you just got off work. You want to fucking veg out. You're not trying to pay too close attention to anything. You know, like, it's the same reason why I love, like, stupid action movies. I love dumb action movies that are, like, uh, like Jason Statham kind of movies yeah. that, like, I don't necessarily have to pay attention too much to the plot. There's a lot of shooting, crazy, ridiculous violence, stuff that, like, is completely fucking impossible. You know what I mean? Like, he does a backflip and shoots somebody in the eyeball. 
or something ridiculous. Like, and it's just entertaining and fuck it. I can kind of veg out, pour uh, like a glass of bourbon and relax. That is professional wrestling. You know what I mean? It, and that is, to me, professional wrestling is like soap operas for men. Yeah, and I think there's this attitude of if you like dumb entertainment, you're dumb. And I think that it's almost the converse because you're just enter- like you're just vegging out, you're just de-stressing. And I'm not going to invest that much of my mental energy into fiction. Like I think that you know what it is. You know what it is, Tony. It's people that don't use their their bodies for work. It's blue collar people are fucking exhausted at the end of the day. And they just want to chill the fuck out. They've they've used everything. They're spent. Yeah. You know, it's white collar elite pricks that you know what I mean. That just sit at a desk or just tell people what the fuck to do or you know what I mean. Just the assholey type of people that think they're too good and too smart. For I mean, I don't necessarily like professional wrestling. I did when I was a kid. I fucking loved it. But they're dickheads, and I don't look down on you know poor American culture. In fact, I love it. Those are the most, to me, I like bad white people. You know what I mean? There's the good whites that think that are like liberal and they're fucking, they went to prep school or whatever and they think that their shit doesn't smell and they're a little bit woke and they think they know how other people need to live their lives because their life is so together. You know what I mean? And so they have to tell you how to live your life. I'd rather have some lady that calls me sweetie and, you know, it just kind of has a southern draw and just kind of wants to leave me the fuck alone and I want to leave her alone. You know what I mean? And we can just shoot the shit and watch something stupid on TV. We can watch The Price is Right and have a beer. Like, those are the type of people I like. And I don't look down upon them. They're fucking better people. I think that they're in a position to be better people. I think like, I don't like the white-collar, blue-collar split. Because I feel like there's a lot of jobs that are both, and it's not so clear. Uh, yeah. But I do think that so many people who are bought into this idea of being woke, being in this, like, liberal in this way that's been really perverted, and it's not, um, like, I think that there's, like, this intention behind, like, people just want to do the right thing, and they're adhering to their social norms. And, like, a lot of people, it's just like, okay, like, how am I to behave? And then you don't hang out with a lot of black people or a lot of, like, anyone who isn't you or uh, of, like, a certain um, economic status. And you just assume that, like, all these other people are like you in this way. So uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um, It's... I think that like people are given a wrong ideas on how to be like like their their social norms. Like it's it's coming from somewhere else besides them. Cause I feel like you know, like I think that like white collar people like they can be just as cool and chill. Like we're all doing something. I I think that you know it's to me the difference is the people their first generation white collar. They're the people that worked their ass off and built a business and did something and like built their way up that I respect the fuck out of those people. Like entrepreneurs, to me, that's different. Those people have hustled. Those people work their ass off. And some people that aren't first generation, maybe their dad taught them good work ethic, you know, and their dad also. So there's a difference to me. 
people that hustle and work their ass off can be cool as fuck kind of people. I think it really comes down to the people that want to tell other people how to live their fucking life. The people that think that they're smarter than you are. And I know some of those people like all the fucking time, white people, the bad, good whites, good whites, quote unquote, want to tell minorities how to fucking live their lives. They want to tell them how to think. They want to tell them what to fucking think. And if you disagree, then you actually lose your special status that they put upon you in the first place. I didn't ask for a fucking special status, but I'm a POC. I'm a person of color. I'm Latinx. I'm not fucking Latinx, by the way, but that's what they want to fucking categorize me as. And they part of that, they give you the special privilege status, but part of that is obeying part of that is staying inside the yard part of that is not you you know what i mean and as soon as you bite the hand that feeds you as you start saying like uh you know what you're doing to me right now is like it's like neo-colonialism this is like intellectual colonialism you're trying to indoctrinate me into your fucking thoughts and beliefs i don't believe the same thing you believe i'm not gonna vote for joe biden then they'll be like, you are a piece of shit and you're indoctrinated white supremacy and you're, you know, and it's, anyways, those are people I hate. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you're right. Don't call them white collar. Call them woke pieces of shit or something. Whatever yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, is up. I think that we need white, I mean, we need different jobs being done. And I don't think there's anything necessary to like white collar work that you need this. And to be fair, like there's some dumb blue collar people too, but they're really a lot. <laughs> but I love dumb people. Awesome, and they're really apparent and everyone treats them as they're dumb. And I feel like that's the thing where you get into like this other realm where you get up like this to this different class, whatever, however you want to classify it. And the rules are just inverted. And you have to like like it, it becomes really hard just to have honest conversations to be authentic in any way. And everyone is hiding. And it's almost like if you step outside the matrix, like people don't know what to do with you at first. Like, like if you say something like, no, I don't want to be treated like this. It's like people, they don't have a classific, a way to classify you. And then they get angry. But it's like... Or scared. Yeah. Like, you confuse them. They're like, what the fuck are you? No, you have to be in this category or this category. They don't like it. It makes them uncomfortable. Because the only example they get of someone who, like, you know, doesn't want to fit in, like, they don't, they, like, you know, trying to someone who rejects the Latinx label, they get the most extreme person filtered through their TV who is completely racist, backwards, whatever. So they find that one person, and then that's your example of someone who's going like, no, I don't want to fit in here. And they're ignoring 99% of people who have more rational arguments. Well, you know what's interesting, man, is whether or not Fed Boys had anything to do with... uh, whether or not Fed Boys had anything to do with uh, the the January 6th, right? It's January yeah. 6th, right? Fuck, this year's weird. 
uh, <laughs> anyways, it doesn't feel like it's April. Jesus. Anyways, uh, whether or not they had anything to do with the April 6th bullshit, they're using it now in, in a way to like anyone that questions anything, anybody that are anybody that questions the vaccine. Now we're getting back to the vaccine. Anybody that questions anything about the, the narrative are getting thrown under the January 6th thing. Everything that you question, anything they're saying that you're a Q person, every like all these things are getting thrown under that umbrella. And like, just like what you said, they get, you get the worst, they take a certain stance or they take They take the worst thing that people can imagine, right? Let's take the January 6th thing and they blame that on Q and now Q is the epitome of evil, and now they've uh, they've attributed it to it. They've said this is all white supremacist, and it's terrorist, and it's evil, and it, what you know all those awful things, and they're conspiracy theorists, and they're and so now anything that you say that breaks the narrative, they're trying to aggregate that as you're this, you're that from January 6th, you're one of those guys. And like people have said that to me because I said, yeah, there's not a fucking chance I'm taking that vaccine. They're like, oh, you're a Q person. No, I'm a fucking critically thinking person. I'm not taking a fucking experiment. Here's my question to anyone who is in this liberal um, mindset where if you believe that all police are racist, that we live in a patriarchal society, that we're the worst thing ever, if you believe that, which I believe is an oversimplistic narrative, but, you know, there's, there's threads of truth in it. Why are you giving these people more power? We're get, like, worried about a vaccine passport. You know how much power you're giving people? How much more, like, how much more of a stretch is it to basically say, okay, so we've got vaccine passports. Now we're going to do some genetic testing and see who has um, genes that are kind of prone to getting COVID and we could maybe eliminate those people from society to stop the spread right like how far are we from enacting eugenesis and if you're worried about racism in the police now look at the doors you're opening up like fine I'm willing to like entertain your narrative your version of the world be serious about it well the thing is, they're half right most of the time, and so it, they they're just absolutely confused and bizarre because they, like you said, out of one side of their mouth, they're saying the government is white supremacist, the government is evil, the police are evil, a cab, all cops are fucking bastards, and I'm like, okay, yeah, actually, you're sort of right. You know, America was kind of built on white supremacy. Yeah, I could see that. Yes, there was white slavery. Okay, yes, the government is evil and it's built on oppression and thieving and tyranny. Okay, and yes, all cops are fucking bastards. And and then they're like, okay, but you shouldn't have a gun. Only the cops should have guns. All right, we need to give the government more power and money. Actually, we need to increase taxes so that we can give them more money to keep doing these programs. I was like, wait, you're talking about the white supremacist organization. The U.S. government, right? Like, yes, but we need to pay our taxes because that's a patriotic thing to do. I, I, wait, one more time. Let okay, repeat this back to yourself, and then see if you, you know, one of you know, 
It, yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think that. Yeah, like that's what I don't understand. It's like, okay, we have this whole like anti fascist movement that's been mostly really annoying. If you're not worried about vaccine passports, like, you need to get rid of the anti fascist. Like, I, I thought that you were complete bullshit before, but now, like, where are you? Like, okay, how about this? Uh, I, you think the vaccine is going to help? Yes, right? The liberal says yes. Or whatever the fuck they are, progressives, whatever the fuck they are, woke assholes. So this vaccine, so COVID is very deadly. Yes, COVID is going to kill people. Yes, if I, if you take that vaccine, it'll protect you. Yes, okay. And I don't want to take it, and that makes me evil. Yes, okay. Then let me die. Leave me the fuck alone. You're safe. Take your vaccine. Be safe, and let me, the evil Q questioner that is breaking the fucking. Breaking the matrix in front of your eyes, so you hate me. Let me die then. Can I make my own mistake? Well, and that makes no sense. If the vaccine <laughs> works, then once everyone who wants to get it gets it, like we should be done. We should be done. Yeah, I mean that's a perfect thing. What Dave Smith said. He had that little. He had that. Uh, he did a little like Facebook Live thing or whatever, and it was basically like. Okay, so this vaccine is extremely effective and it's going to protect you all. Okay, and now every single person is going to be allowed to get it if they want it. Okay, then it's over. Everybody that wants to take it can take it and be safe. And everybody else that just wants to take the risk, they're good to go. So shut the fuck yeah, up, it's done. I got in, I got in too with an old friend about this the other day and just, yeah, I. I haven't talked to her for a couple of months, maybe like a year. And she's like, I got my vaccine. And I was like, oh, I'm not taking it. And, you know, it was really interesting because at some point she couldn't justify it. And I wasn't trying to be a dick or nothing about it. And there was a good conversation. But I, I, I think that like this, like this emotional reality, like of people wanting to feel safe. And I feel like that's what's drawing people to it. And that's what's sucking people into what is really just bad logic. So I've been trying to do a better job of just talking to people in a way, just like, yeah, I got it. Like, you want to be safe. I want to be safe. You feel safe doing this? Do it, you know? I feel safer not taking it. Tony, so you are just, and you're really, I mean you're new at breaking the mold, right? Like you're pretty fresh to this. You are going to see the friends that you had forever start looking at you like a fucking crazy leper. I know. I'm just saying, just watch because I remember, I remember when I fucking broke out of my, my programming and then I was like, Oh, Hey friends that I've had my whole life. I'm going to have an honest conversation with you because you're my friend and you love me, right? And so this is what I think about this. And then watch <laughs> watch either their eyes glaze over or a look of shock and fear. Or like some of them were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> or they're like, you're nuts, but I love you anyways. And those are the keepers, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, all I'm saying is 
get ready for that. I'm glad that you guys had, you know, you had a good conversation with your friend. But if you start, if you start picking at scabs that they hold dear, like what this is the thing, Tony, is that like they're good people. They're just indoctrinated. And they're just, they're people that just haven't woken up yet. And they still believe in, they want to be able to turn on the news and look at it and say, oh, this is objective reality. Because they need that. They need some sort of structure. They need the world to make sense. And, well, this is a good guy. This is, what's that fat idiot uh, from uh, (laughs) Reliable Sources? You know what I'm talking about on CNN? Anyways, whatever that fat idiot's name is, uh, uh, they need him to be a That's good guy. That's a lot of it. That's yeah. a lot. It's just people yeah. not willing to break faith with the news. I mean, I, I kind of know this a little bit going into these conversations, so I prepare myself, and they're exhausting. But I mean, I think that there's a lot of good people who are caught up in this weird, like, they're so insecure about everything. And they're afraid to think and just trying to make space for my, to make space for me and how I choose to go about living in this world. And, you know, if you want to take the vaccine, if you feel, and maybe you're right, maybe I'm 100% wrong. Maybe we are living through an epic pandemic that the world has never seen before. And, you know, Fauci is fucking the new messiah. And Bill Gates just wants to help people out and have no plans on global depopulation. And that's your world. And I can't prove any of this stuff. Like, you know, like there's very little that I can prove. What I can prove is that we don't add. You can point at a crack, though. You can point at a crack in the narrative and say, do you see that? And. Yes. (laughs) And that's. And it's like their eyes were trained to, uh, like, have you ever seen Doctor Who? Yeah. Oh, well, there's this one alien that, like, he can mask his, like, he can mask himself. And, like, this one family had an alien living in their fucking house. And they would just walk past this doorway. And their eyes didn't see it. Every single day. They never noticed it. And Doctor Who pointed out, he says, okay, but what about that third bedroom in the hall? And they're like, there's no third bedroom. There's only two bedrooms. Like, and then they would slowly look over and then notice the bedroom for the first time. And that's where that alien had been hiding. And he has this like device. It's almost like that. They know that that bedroom's there, but they're but they're trained not to look at it. They don't see that crack. And they, they don't because people aren't stupid. They they heard Doctor Fauci say. Uh, do you remember that guy said, all right, this is really important. People are listening now. Are you sure they don't have to wear masks? And he said, yes, they don't need to wear masks. Then, like, what, two fucking weeks later, everyone has to wear a mask. And now it's you have to wear two masks. People aren't that fucking stupid, but they're trained to not look at the fucking the third bedroom. Yeah, and also... It would hurt their head. Yeah, the third bedroom is terrifying, though. And that's the thing that people have to confront is that no one can sell you safety. You're not safe. No, I'm not safe. You're not safe. And anyone who's selling you safety, they're taking away your freedom. 
and you will die. Yeah, they're liars. Because they can't give you safety. But they can take away your shit. They can take away your freedom. And they can give you a fake version of safety. But, you know, the chickens in my coop can still, a hawk can still fly down and take it. You know, like, in the, you know, in the fence. Like, yeah. Yes. Freedom is dangerous. Freedom takes personal responsibility. If you want liberty, you need to take responsibility for your own life, for your own safety, for your own health. Maybe that means you can't have a fucking donut every week. Maybe it means that you shouldn't smoke a pack of cigarettes every day. Maybe it means you shouldn't drink a fucking 12-pack of beer every single week. Maybe it means that you need to actually go get a gym membership and take care of yourself. Maybe it means... That, you know, all these different things that, like, we think that health care is a fucking human right, but people don't take care of their health. You know, health care should be preventative. It shouldn't be just reactionary. Like, if we had a health care system that worked, we would have more nutritionists and less people trying to give you pills. Like, this whole system is broken And it's all about taking away your money and taking away your freedom and taking away your, your authority, your personal authority over your own life. It's taking away your autonomy. Yeah. We shouldn't even have a healthcare system. Like the whole idea of like the healthcare system being broken. And it's like, we should just have people being nutritionists or being doctors or just, we don't need to organize this. What if we had, like, village wisdoms? What if we had shamans? What if we had, (laughs) you know what I mean? What if we had, like, the wise men that, like, we would listen to because for generation after generation, he knew this route helped you when you had a stomachache. What if we had, you know, what if we had people that, like, listened to their elders and respected them? We didn't have this weird, divisive, disgusting culture that just tells, okay, boomer, Fuck off, old man. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we can actually learn something from our older generations. There, there's wisdom that we are losing out on. And there's so much that we're just watching the boob tube. Uh, I need to go see what reliable sources Big Fat Pig says. What is he telling me? Oh, he has Fouch Jog on. And Fouch Jog says if I wear two masks, I can be healthy. Okay, I'll just stay home and get Uber Eats and eat donuts. And, oh, if I get my shot, hey, I can get free donuts at Krispy Kreme. Because that'll make me healthy, as long as I wear two yeah, masks. No, I mean, find someone that's, find someone that's <laughs> 10 years older than you, that's healthier than you, and just listen to them. What are they doing? Find someone that lived to their 90. Why? How did they live to their 90? Listen to what they have to say. Listen to their fucking story. There is fucking wisdom in, in our elderly people, dude. Some of them. Some of them are dumb. Or, you know, are just, their brains mush like, you know, our fucking president right now. Well, well, some of them have been kept alive <laughs> artificially, too. And you can kind of tell. Like, and I think that that's one of the, the realities that we're facing right now, is that there are, are a lot of people alive that I'm not, I'm not sad that they're alive, but in any other circumstance, they would be dead. And we... Yeah. They haven't been alive for the last yeah, 20 years. Yeah. 
and were they ever really alive you know they i want to be alive right now you know that is my goal i want to be alive and you're not going to be alive by giving up your authority and you're not going to be alive by giving up your autonomy and and your will and your fucking your critical thinking and just saying okay whatever fucking tv tells me whatever celebrities are telling me whatever a politician i'm going to trust this politician because he has my best interests in heart so okay dr fouch dog says to take this shot here's my arm do it that's death that road leads to death yeah and i think that spiritual death and i think that giving up our choices like it is such a great time to be alive because right now we still have a choice and we have consequences like it, it, it is hard to go through life and be authentic in this moment and deal with, you know, fucking passports and all the, the bullshit that's going to come our way. And, you know, we're going to lose our jobs. People are going to get in all sorts of fucking trouble. People are going to lose friends. Like, it's going to be rough. But it gets a lot rougher if we make the wrong choice here. I mean, if history tells us yeah. anything. I, I hear half of the people telling me things like this, that it's only going to be big corporations that are working with the president. I mean, because the president right now is work. It's fascism, dude. The president is talking to the heads of corporations about how to roll out this vaccine passport. It's very real, and it's going to be installed if we don't do something about it. If we don't speak up. If we're not vocal. If people, if we're passive, Tony. This is going to be the biggest. Uh, dude, this is going to be the biggest uh, loss of liberty, bigger than nine eleven. Oh, we've already lost far more liberty over just like the yeah. January sixth shit, and I mean, well, we'll talk about that. Like, like we didn't lose the ability to go outside to have a party after nine eleven. Like, look at what we lost. No, actually, it oddly brought people together. They were nicer to each other. They were hugging on the street. You know, they were... But, okay, so uh, some people tell me this, and this to me seems too good to be true. They're trying to say things like, this passport is only going to be for big things. This passport is only going to be like if you're trying to go to a mega concert or if you're trying to go, you know... uh, be on a fucking airplane or trying to go to a sporting event or trying to, you know, all these kind of things. It's not going to be for everything. And I just don't buy it, dude. I think it is going to be for fucking almost everything. Like you said, I think that it's going to be like a contingency. It's going to be contingent on like you being able to go to work. It's going to be like, are you going to be able to even go into Walmart are you going to be able to participate in society? I think they... Now, I, I hope, hope I'm wrong. Please, God, I, I hope I'm too. wrong. I, I think that a lot of it's going to have to do with the price point on how much surveillance every individual will entail. So, it's like, stop, 
they know that you're not going to be able to get everyone under surveillance. And it's like, okay, how much trouble is it worth to surveil these people over here? How many people are just doing this voluntarily? If 90% of people are just volunteering for this shit and 10 people are just like, fuck no, they might leave us alone. But if 40% of people are like, no, we're not doing this, then like that's a problem. We need to go in there and bust the ball. Yeah. So... I mean, and I don't know how it's going to play out. And I, but either way, I mean, like, fuck this shit. Like, we cannot have this. This is so good. No. No, I mean, I'll I'll give up my phone. I mean, I know I should do that anyways, but I'm, I'm talking to you right now over my phone. But, like, we have to know what, okay, so basically what it sounds like is it's going to be an app on your phone. And it's going to literally track your location 24 hours a day. And now, you know, our fellow tinfoil hat wearers might say, Nate, they already track everywhere we go. Every time we have our phones on us, you know, okay, yes, but this is different. This is, They're going to be actively like, <sighs> this is going to be a, the type of loss of liberty that we can't even imagine. It's going to be tied to all of our medical history. It's going to be tied to like all kinds of crazy shit. Is going to be on this passport, on this app that you have to have on your phone to be able to go places and do things. And it's, to me, it's giving the government everything. Now, if you think it's an evil white supremacist piece of shit, if you think this government was built off of slavery, if you think that this government is evil, then you need to stand with us and say, no, we're not giving you more power. But I'm afraid that they won't do it because I know too many fucking normies. And these fucking normies and even my radical friends, my radical leftist friends, they have bought into this hook, line, and sinker, man. And they just... Dude, they're just... it. So it's going to take a very vocal minority. It's going to have to be us... It's going to have to be our friends. It's going to have to be the people that still care about liberty. That just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not referring to any type of violence in any sort of way because I'm a peaceful person. But we have to be a squeaky wheel. We have to not shut the fuck up. We have to say no. We have to use civil disobedience. We have to say fuck you and break our phones with a hammer and say I will not comply. You can kill me. I will not comply. I'm going to give you full dead weight. You're going to have to drag me into the fucking cell. Fuck you. I will not comply. This is the only way. Are you ready for that? Because I've got a family. and That's a hard thing to fucking sell to people. But it's the only fucking way. How do you do it, Tony? It's going to get rough for sure. Um... It's really going to come down to, like, we have some fucking friends. I know we do, but how serious are you when when they fucking, because we've been a frog in that hot water forever. They're about to just blast it. You know what I mean? They've just been slowly turning it up. It's been getting warmer and warmer. warmer. They're about to fucking crank it to high. What are you going to do? Are we jumping out or are we dying? It's very, yeah. Yeah, I, I... It's really interesting, man. It's like the Passover Easter season right now that I'm thinking about that and just like how you guys, these 
two stories. And one is just about, you know, surviving this massive oppression, which seems very appropriate. And the other one is just about state persecution. And again, that feels very appropriate. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's completely different, this whole idea. Like, yeah, they were tracking us before. But, you know, there was no consequences. Like, yeah, they know somewhere there's some metadata out here who's saying, like, oh, yeah, I was hanging out with you at this stage here for this amount of time. But there is no fucking consequences for that. Unless you're doing something super fucking shady. You know, you're trying to blow some shit up or something. No one gave a fuck. Now... There was still a semblance of respect for uh, civil rights and for, uh, you know, the Bill of Rights. And this will literally put a fucking bullet hole in it. It's over. Well, it's not, so it hasn't began yet. So I feel like that's where I'm a little hopeful is that this. Yeah, I'm saying if. If. So I was thinking, like, yeah. whenever back in the day, with I don't know whether you got down with anonymous at all, but when people would just go to like like a visa site and they would just get like ten thousand people to go on like a visa website and just keep on hitting refresh until you crash the system. Is there just some shit that we could do with that kind of yeah. shit just to make it that much? I mean, I know it's a pebble in there too, but I see. This is what I think, man, and. And okay, so Murray Rothbard wrote a book. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm going to butcher the name. I can't fucking remember. But basically, it's about how uh, the left was, and uh, this was back in the fucking day. Anyways, the left's movement, their economic movement, was uh, co opted by the right and the capitalists of the government, right? And this was about, uh, anyways, long story short, I think the government co-ops every fucking movement. Like, if Anonymous ever was what they say it was, if it ever was just a group of young hackers, Anonymous has basically been bought, sold, and paid for. It's, they're all feds, man. Like, all those guys were caught and either put in jail or given jobs for the feds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Anonymous is not what it was. And, I mean, a few of them are probably still real and still cool. And, like, all well, I mean, I'm not trying to sink your boat. But I think you're right. So you're just saying that we need to take, we need to learn yeah, from a yeah, tactic that was used. Like, these little, like, just, just make it, just provide friction. Because I think any friction we can provide right now slows the process down. And I think the slower this goes, that's, that benefits us. Because no one's going to no one's gonna turn and be like, oh, I was against vaccine passports, but now that I thought about it, I'm really for it. You know, because it, it's terrible. Like, you lose all your liberty. You lose... You get thrown away. Any, like, the idea that this will not be abused in any way. Like, the, like this isn't going to lead to eugenesis. Like, we're not just going to be, like, fucking, like, calling people wholesale in 20 years. Like, this isn't going to be the next genocide. Like, that's delusional. Like, you've already hyped the fear up for this COVID thing. It's only a matter of time before they yeah. lose some genes to it and just go, okay, well, we need to kill these people preemptively. 
you know, you and I are safe in a weird way because, like, we're not smart enough to endanger the system. You and I have a loud mouth, and we have some ideas, but we don't know how to execute them. You know, it, I think about sometimes the people that were actually a danger to the system, they get neutralized. You know, like, I, I think about uh, Ross Ulbrook. Ross, like, when he started, when he started, uh, Salt Road. God damn it, what the hell was it called? The Silk you know Road. What? Yes, the Silk Road. When he started that, that was a way that just, he broke the system, man. And he started trading with a currency that wasn't the dollar bill. And he just started this thing where you could just, you know, avoid taxes and avoid regulations and just sell. And he started something that was beautiful and they had to stop that. He was smart enough, man. I mean, the guy was a fucking genius and he was able to build a system. Like I'm not smart enough to build a system. You know who else was fucking brilliant? was Duncan Lemp. Duncan Lemp was a fucking computer genius, man. The guy was uh, really big and uh, see, I'm not even smart enough to explain what he did, but like the guy was like a fucking uh, like he could write code, he could help build websites and he was working, he was like on board with like gun printing and was full on trying to help with like militia movements, trying to build against you know uh it was trying to help uh like all those sort of things grow you know what i mean and he was doing all the compute like the hard stuff he was doing all the computer work for him and then they go and smoke his ass you know what i mean it's like the people that can really make changes to the system like you and i I like i think you have a brilliant idea tony we need to get together with smarter people than you and i and figure out how how do we how do we put a spoke in the wheel? Even if they can just take the spoke out, but how do we just keep putting spokes in the wheel? What do we do to slow them down? How do we, how do we stop the Leviathan? Like we can't stop him, but maybe we can tie his shoelaces together. And it's only annoying for a minute, but what, what do we do? Like there's a million mosquitoes and we're a mosquito. Each one of us is a mosquito. If we just direct our path and we all bite, you know what I'm saying? Like each individual mosquito is not going to do any damage to the Leviathan. But if we all suck, we can, we can, we need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. We need to kind of come together over some basic issues of having liberty, having individual sovereignty, privacy. I mean, without these basic concepts, I mean, nothing else fucking matters. Like if you don't have privacy and freedom, then what, what, what the fuck else are we arguing about? You know who we need, Tony? Yeah. You know, I, this is going to, and see, this is going to scare probably a good 75% of libertarians. But real bot immunity, we actually need to be reaching out to ANCOMs. We need to be reaching out to Antifa. We need to be reaching out to Black Bloc. And these different groups, we need to, like, we're going to have to try not to get hit with fucking bike locks talking to them. But we have to explain to them, like, we hate the state, too. And, look, this is what's happening. And if we don't stop, like, I get you hate the cops, right? You hate the government, right? 
look at what's happening right now. We need to work together. Like we maybe we'll fight after, but we can't like we have to realize the enemy of our enemy has to make us friends up into a point. We need the left side, like because anarchists, man, if we can't unify, we're fucked. Because there's so few of us anyways. We're such a fringe group. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need brothers. We have to look at them and embrace them as brothers. And that, I just lost half of our, audi- our, our audience. They're going to say, what the fuck? He's talking about being friends with commies? Well, I think it comes back. Yes. Anarchist commies, not fucking tankies. Well, okay, like, There's I, a difference. I, I think a lot of people like to label themselves as different things. Like, okay, like you're most communist. Like, I just they want a fairer world. And it's like, okay, that's fair. Like, I do too. I don't think that you're thinking things through that well. You don't understand economics. You don't understand why things. Are. Like, you're very lacking in your education, even though you probably got a piece. You know what, Tony. A lot of them aren't. Like, I know some fucking smart communists. And I've talked to them. I've had these conversations with them. They know. They actually know about economics. They just don't give a fuck. I've had had these conversations with them. They, They are very much like what you said. They care about being fair and about this weird type of, like, their priorities are different than ours is the easiest way to explain it. And, like, I, I literally had a conversation with this guy that's part of some fucking communist party, and we agreed up into, like, you know, we agreed probably 65% on things. And where we disagreed it, it isn't really even a disagreement. It was basically, like, so I, I, like, I nailed him down. I said, okay, so I could own my house. They just don't like you. They don't, anyways, long story short, they want a minimum for everyone. And I think that that could be done voluntarily. They want a safety net. They want a minimum. Basically, if this person over here is making a billion dollars and this person is starving to death, they think that's fucked up. and, And it is fucked up. It's not necessarily that billionaire's fault if he earned his money correctly, right? If he did it in a voluntary way that he wasn't exploiting someone else, it's not necessarily his fault or his problem that somebody over here is starving, but maybe it should be his problem. Maybe he needs to look at the greater community, and maybe he needs to team up with other people that, you know what, on the weekend, we're going to build this guy a fucking little shack. We're going to build him a house. We're going to make sure that he has some clothes. Even if this person's crazy, we need to take care of and at least have a baseline for everyone and that we don't just leave people to starve to death. And I think that that could be done on a voluntary way. And I think that there's a way that we could, I I think, because you know what? Most libertarians agree with that. They just don't think that it should be done coercively with a gun by the state. I would agree with um, that um, logic like the communist logic or however you want to put it is that if you benefit in the society, it is your best interest at some level to provide some basic stability or like do what you can 
to either make sure that people's basic needs are met, which I think that we actually have done a really good job in our society of doing that. Like people are not going hungry, but also make people aware of their needs being met. So it's like also a perception game too. And if you don't do that, the society that you're doing really good in will inevitably crumble. And that's a shitty, like you don't want to fall from that high tower. So I also try to think about this, man. I, th- I think about, look at San Francisco. Look at Portland right now, okay? There, let's, look, let's say San Francisco, okay, or New York. There are so many rich people that live there, right? And to own a home or even to rent a home there, how much does it cost? Some ungodly number, right? Like $4,000 for a one-bedroom apartment in New York City. Something fucking crazy like that. But if you have that kind of money, see, I, dude, I've read enough communist books now that I sort of fucking kind of get what they're saying in a weird way. You need, and I've listened to enough like Fabian uh, socialists that like were putting society together that they did this on purpose. Basically, they need a permanent underclass to serve the higher class. Like, if you have all this money and you want to live at this rich, crazy thing, you need people to fucking wipe your ass. You need people to make your hamburgers. You need people to walk your dogs because you don't want to do it. And so it's this weird fucking... We're getting way off topic. Now we're talking about society and economics and all kinds of crazy bullshit. I think it's like part of the way out because we do need to unify... And like all the division we have is just not helpful. Yeah, yeah, like like I completely agree. Like, like yes. at some level, like you should not do these things coercively. But also like I get having like these things as values and I don't think that I, I don't think that just this endless arguing about who's right in a purely theoretical framework, like like if you get rid of the violence, yeah, dude. Yeah, to it, me, that's the funniest thing too, is that we're all arguing about something that yeah, neither one of us can control cat, or like change. Cattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm arguing with a communist. Well, I don't think it should be done coercively, and they're like, "Well, if that billionaire won't give some money up, then I think that we should be able to go and take it from him." You know, we're arguing about this and that, and we're like. Meanwhile, the government is taking our fucking money and oppressing us and being tyrannical. And you know what I mean? And we're like, and we're sitting there bickering with each other when we're not looking at the giant staring down at us, like licking his lips. That's what I'm trying to get across to libertarians and to communists. Like, we are fucking allies, whether you see it or not. The state is our enemy. We are not each other's enemy. Yeah, yeah. Bottom unity. (laughs) I know, it's hard, man. And this is going to be a hard sell. But we're going to need some of that. You know, that's actually what I really like about that little, you know, the PDX free-thinking kind of folks. It's not a monolith of, like, philosophy or ideas. Like, some of those people 
are quirky and weird and crunchy and hippie and spiritual and libertarian and not libertarian. And you know what I mean? It's just a mix of just people that are smart. It's a mix of people that think outside the box. And it's a mix of people that just hate authority. And it's just a cool group of people, man. And they're all there because we love humanity and we don't want to be controlled. And it's just, to me, that's a yeah, really was, neat group of folks. Day, I was there last, yesterday, and a, a couple of weeks ago, maybe like two months ago, I'd be like, okay, this is a little bit more of a conservative group. And I was there yesterday, it's like, oh, it feels a little bit more liberal now. And I'm sure it's just going to go back and forth, just depending on who shows up that night. But it... Yeah, and it, it yeah, so and everyone gets along too. I have I've never seen an argument over there. You know, you know what I mean? And like one time I was over there, they're doing like sound healing, and I was like, I don't get this at all, but it's cool. You know what I mean? And everyone there is participating and having a good time. One time, you know what I mean? Like there was dance classes. There's they're they're just people. They're just beautiful people being human yeah i think yeah i've been seeing you know what I'm it's awesome among like i think that once you get rid of the idea of coercion and the idea that people have to think like you like those are ideas that are put in our head through schools through governments through the powers that be whoever they are it's just to divide us up like we can get along and not agree on too much. So as long as we agree on one or two things, we can work on those one or two things. That's going to suck up all our energy. And as long as I'm not trying to control you, you're not trying to control me. Like you just have a respect. Like it's, it's, it's just a culture of respect and not a culture. Yeah. To me, I actually see a little bit of that. Uh, th- to me, the very best, the very best in conservatism is this don't tread on me and live and let live type of philosophy. And there is at the bedrock of it. There is at the, like, cause I have some friends that do, they're the most fucking conservative you've ever met. The type of people that like are, well, first they're born again, Christians like me, but have never said a bad word in their fucking life. You. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe they have, yeah. but they don't anymore. You know, they and like their house is just put the fucking together. Everything's in its place. Everything. I like. I just have never met people that have bigger sticks up their ass. But they are also the kindest people that I've ever fucking met. They're they're my good friends, and they've fucking brought me in. They've t- like me and him have like taken uh, gun courses together. He kind of took me under his wing and showed me, like, it really taught me a lot about, like, firearm safety and training and, and like, but, and me and him will disagree on certain things about, like, the size of the military and police and things like that. But so much of, like, good conservatism is about live and let live. Like, he sent me a meme today about libertarianism, and he is starting to get it. And, I like, uh I mean, I'm, I'm way off topic now, too. I'm sorry. I bounce around. But what is really cool, this is the one good thing about this COVID-19 bullshit and about it being so partisan. 
is I mean, that's the bad thing and the good thing is that he is starting to have the scales fall from his eyes and he's now embracing libertarianism when he used to be just a straight conservative, like a Ben Shapiro listening conservative. He's now starting to open up to libertarianism because it's actually about free. Like he sent me a thing and he was talking to me about it today. He was talking about how we need to embrace actual freedom and liberty and leaving other people alone and letting people live and have, you know, and free speech absolutism and all this crazy shit. And I'm like, wow, you actually yeah, you know, sound like a libertarian now. Like when have that as the idea of conservatism is, and a lot of liberals have that as their idea. And they're both basically saying, like, we want to be free. And they're both finding themselves in these really traps, these political ideologies that kind of pervert that idea. And it's like, oh, to be free in this way, but we're obviously going to, like, control people over here. And it just, it opens up that door and it just creates a lot of tension and we'll have, like, we, I'm surprised that we're not in a civil war right now. Like, I feel like COVID's saving us from a civil war. So, you know, it's, we were heading in that direction and then we all decided to, I don't don't know, maybe that was just like some, like AI deciding like, okay, like, this is how we stop the humans from having a war. We just keep everyone inside. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. And I don't necessarily think that they don't want us to have one. I think that it's going to play up just like the, like the, sorry, I'm perfect. The January 6th thing. Once this actually kicks off, whoever kicks off, or even if somebody defends themselves, they're going to get painted as that. You know what I mean? They're going to get painted as the Q, the evil, the militia, the whatever. And I think that they want that shit to happen because then, you know, order out of chaos. I think, but they, I don't know if they're ready for it yet, but you, you see like, that's the other scary thing is, uh, how about, you want to talk about gun control? Joe Biden's talking about signing Uh, shit immediately. Dude, I'm like, do you really think that that's going to work out? Because they can't even keep... Like, they weren't even able to, like, enact gun control in New York City. Like, New York City's the most fucking liberal city probably on the entire fucking planet, right? Now, I mean, now, the city is full of fucking guns, you know, from people in the hood and shit, like, black market fucking guns everywhere. But also, think about this, okay? So they passed the most strict gun laws in New York State, right? The northern half of the state, uptown New York... Those people didn't turn in their guns. They say, fuck you, Yankee. Do you know there's people in uptown or upstate New York that fly Confederate flags and call people in the south of the state, they call them Yankees. Like, I mean it, dude. Like, upstate New York is a different breed. You're an East Coaster. Uh, Those people, but what it does, dude, is it creates this class that, like, so they, okay, they know that they cannot take away all the guns. There's over 300 million guns or whatever in the country. There's enough for every single person in a, the United States to oh, have a gun. Right? Those are only the guns that, that they know about. Right? So there's more than that because people are printing them left and right. And plus, they're, getting, they're coming across borders and they're getting shipped over here. So anyways... 
they're going to make them illegal, but they absolutely know that they cannot take them all away. And they don't know where they all are. And they, there's not enough people, there's not enough military, there's not enough police to disarm the population. So what it's going to do, in my opinion, is this. It's going to create everyone that has guns, it's going to turn them into potential felons. And so when somebody is a loudmouth, when you and I won't shut the fuck up, what they can do is they can be like, I think that person has guns, and they can raid our fucking house, and they can be like, look, they're holding illegal weapons, and they can put us in prison to shut us the fuck up. It's going to do. It's just going to create a situation where if we like what we won't comply, I'm not giving you shit. Fuck you. Right? So <laughs> what, what's that going to do? And I'm not even saying I have anything. I have, I don't even have a slingshot. I will not. <laughs> I don't even have a bow and arrow. Anyways, what I'm saying is it's going to create an opportunity for the people in power to pounce on people that oh, yeah. well, are troublemakers. Like That's else, my opinion. Create all of these rules and then you just selectively enforce them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's rules for me, not for thee. You know, it's, it's those fucks like, dude, who was it? Was it Alyssa Milano or what? One of those fucks. That, no, no, no. This was in this one. Kim Kardashian. Anyways, one of those fucks uh, was like talking about gun control and how guns are evil and how guns create violence. And anyways, and she was giving this speech, and then people started like pointing out the hypocrisy because she was literally surrounded by five armed guards while she's on stage talking about gun violence and and about gun control. People were going. Wait, what? Because they were like, okay, one, two, three, four, five big giant monsters over here with arm to the tits. You know what I mean? And like, so you think we shouldn't have guns, but you can be yeah, surrounded yeah. by goons with guns. Uh, yeah, I think that they're definitely just going to go after guns because that's a threat to them. And they, like, freedom of speech, having any kind of privacy. Like, these are all things that we can use to empower ourselves, and it hurts them. So, um, I, I think it's expected. I think it's going to get ugly. <sighs> what was smart on their part is they turned this into a partisan issue. They were smart to, to divide people on these issues because we need to realize that our rulers have much more in common with each other like than they than they do with us you know what i mean mitt romney has much more or uh, let's see he's basically a fucking democrat anyways let's say mitch mcconnell has much more in common with nancy pelosi than either one of yeah. them have to do with you and i and they'll get up there and they'll fight and they'll have this big thing and mitch mcconnell will say well we need guns and Nancy Pelosi, guns are evil and we need to stop them. You know, both of them are giggling because they have armed guards at home and we're fighting amongst each other because I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat and they're fighting with each other. Well, I want guns. Well, guns are bad. And meanwhile, they're, (laughs) meanwhile, 
the government has all the fucking guns and all the power, and we're fighting amongst each other about disarmament. And when we should be looking at, again, unity, looking at the Leviathan and saying, no, you don't have the right to take away my guns. Self-defense is a born human right. That is a human well, right, self-defense. It, like, it gets manipulated. So a lot of people who want gun control really just want mass, um, less mass shooters. So it's like, yeah, I want that too. You're not going to get that. Or even if you get rid of all the guns, okay, you can get rid of mass shooters, but then they're going to do something else to kill people. So you don't get really rid of the problem, but you do conflate a problem with this other thing that you want to do that people wouldn't really be down with. Like, if you really kind of explained it to people in a way where it's like, well, wait a minute, like, this is how you could protect yourself. Yeah, man, it's, uh, I, I mean, I've had, like, trying to have, like, open and honest conversations with my friends that are, like, on the left liberal side about guns. When you talk about, like, I, I tell them, I'm like, I hate mass shootings, too. I think it's fucking abhorrent and evil. And I hate that somebody can just, like, take a gun and start shooting and killing people. I think it's awful. And then they, I, then they tell me, okay, that we need stronger gun control. And I say, what does that mean exactly? So then they'll say things like, well, we need background checks. Like, okay. So I think most places have background checks. I know when I go buy a gun, they fucking yeah. run a background check on me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I try to explain that. I'm like, okay, so there are background checks. Okay, so what else do you think is necessary? You know, and we go over this list of things. And then I try to tell them, like, okay, well, the the shooting that we're talking about that just happened right now, this guy had a clean background. So this background check at, wasn't going to stop it. Okay. So what about this, you know, and that, and we'll go over this list of things. And we're like, well, unfortunately, he used this kind of gun, not that kind of gun. So that wouldn't have stopped it either, you know, and and basically it comes down to they're like, well, I just hate guns because guns are dangerous. And and I say, yes, I, actu I actually sort of agree with you that guns are dangerous. And if I could wave a magic wand and make all the guns disappear right now, I probably, I might consider that. But we have to realize that Pandora's box is open and there's a million fucking guns out there and that we need to fight what is causing the shootings. It's not the fucking gun that's causing, that's causing the shootings. If you want to find a gun, Tony, if you wanted to find a gun tonight, what would you have to do? I like you could probably go downtown and find some shady looking sense, people yeah. and get a gun by the end of the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're out there. So if you're an evil person that disregards the law to begin with, then you're going and and it is your intention to purchase a weapon and go hurt someone, you're gonna find a way to do that. And these laws are not going to hurt the bad people that disregard law to begin with, because they're willing to break the law by picking up a gun and shooting and killing someone. This is only going to affect people that obey laws. 
This is only going to affect people that say, well, I listen to the law, and so I'm not going to illegally buy a gun. I'm, I wouldn't do that. And so all it's going to do is limit guns in the hands of good people and make it, you know what I mean? It's not actually going to stop the bad people from purchasing the guns. And I try to get that, like, you, it's a long conversation to try to get people to realize that. And we've been really eighty-five percent of the, the time, it was a waste of, of time. Having any kind of control over our self-defense, like, like that, our, like having a sense of just awareness about our situation, about an ability to defend ourselves. And I mean, I'm not talking about anything extreme, but just the idea that like someone else is in charge of our safety. So it goes back to like a, like the vaccines, where it's like you're not in charge of your own safety. That is our job. We will take that responsibility for you. And I think that guns really introduced people to the idea of, well, wait a minute. If something does go wrong and I have to defend myself and it's just me, oh, I don't want to think about that. So there's a, there's a real lot of like negative thoughts that you have to go through. But... You know, I think you touched on something super important, man. Like going, like bringing this back to COVID nineteen. Like what you said about like people not taking responsibility for their own self defense. Like it's just the way that the narrative has been painted. Like if our government had our best interests at heart, like who are the people that are dying right now, Tony? Who are the people that are dying from COVID nineteen? Yeah. It's people that are overweight primarily. And it's people that are very old and it's people that are already unhealthy. So if our government gave two fucks about us, what would they be telling us to do? They would be telling us to exercise. They'd be telling us to eat right. They'd be telling us to fucking go get some sunshine. They'd be telling us to take some vitamins. They'd be telling us to get healthy because guess what? Then you are less susceptible to disease, period. Yeah. Not just this one, but every single one of them. No. They don't give a fuck about you. They like you sick. They like you scared. They want you worried. They want to be the safety yeah, because then they have the more power. Has told us since the beginning of this that says like here's something that you can do to empower yourself to have a stronger immune system. Just maybe one thing in the last year that they have told us that we can do on our own. Shrug hand sanitizer. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> We had two they don't. <laughs> yeah, like I, I love the two Wear masks. Two masks. It's so funny. It's just like, well, wait a minute. Like, why don't you just make them? Well, one is like, more than two, with, right? Like, so it's been a year. But like, like yeah, it's just outrageous, man. And and like bringing it back to guns, it's like we instead of us at least knowing how to own and operate and safely use a weapon, because that was the norm a hundred years ago. People knew how to use a gun. Even women, even kids were trained and knew how to use a gun. They knew how to clean a gun. They knew how to reload a gun. They knew how to, you know, to aim and shoot. That was pretty normal thing. But now everyone is just so used to calling 911. And what you don't realize is they don't get there in time to save you. Only 5% of the time, 
are they apps are they actually there in time to prevent a crime most of the time they're there to pick up the pieces and or try to find out what happened you know what i'm saying so 95% of the time the crime gets done and then they just come and come oh yeah somebody got shot well we better go find them you know what i mean like that, to me, that's like them telling you not to exercise and shit. Or not telling them not to exercise, but them saying just like, well, just stay inside and you'll be safe. It's the same thing as them well, saying, well, just call 911 and you'll be safe. Letting people know like where the bodies are, and how many people were killed on this particular street in this particular year. But yeah, you're not. I remember 911 when it first came out. They're like the public enemy song, 911's a joke. Uh, that's a little bit older. That's <laughs> I don't remember that. I didn't listen to public enemy growing up. I'm too young for that. Uh, I listened yeah. to Dr. Dre and Tupac. I remember the change. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you're one more generation. Music changed. Or so not a generation, but night. a little bit. <laughs> very happy and upbeat and light and it just became super depressing yeah it used to be like conscious rap and it used to be about like well, you, yeah, and there's whatever a, and then so it turned I into gangbangers basically it was when prisons became privatized that they wanted to kind of create like a thug culture so you got a bunch of people like kids walking around now in a way that's very not sympathetic to older people. So they're okay with throwing them in jail. Like, it was just a way to make kids more easily to demonize. I completely buy into that 100%. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot to the privatized prison stuff, man. There, And they really did build that, like, uh, like school-to-prison pipeline, too. Like, they were definitely trying to get kids in the system young. You know what I mean? Where they start, like, if you fuck up. I, I remember I was, a, I was a pretty shitty teenager, dude. I did some crazy shit as a teen. And my mom's, my pastor was really good friends with, with a couple of the sheriffs and with a couple of, like, the guys. That, anyways, long story short, I did... I did some stupid shit and my mom was like, I'm ready to call the cops on him. I'm ready to fucking actually put his ass away because maybe this will help. And my pastor and the sheriff basically talked her out of it because, because they actually cared about me. You know what I mean? And they said like, look, once you get him in this system, the, the state owns him and they're going to put him on this path that it's, it, it's an incarceral path. And once he's in that system, when he fucks up, like everybody fucks up, but when he fucks up, then they're going to just double down on it and he's going to go back to, you know what I mean? And they're going to start this paper trail on him and he's going to be a bad guy. You know what I mean? It starts this, this, this cycle and it, and you will end up, you're more likely to end up in prison later. You know what I mean? And if that is the system that we built this, like, teenage fuck up to 
child prison well, into yeah, gonna, real prison pipeline. Of prison because jobs, basically making sure this happens, like you have jobs, like fighting to keep weed illegal. Oh yeah, right. they're the big ones that fight to keep weed illegal in place. It's the prison yeah, unions, just, man. The, the, the yeah, the prison guard unions. So you can be tested at any time, and if you just yeah, it's it's fucked up. Oh, shit, man. I'm sorry, man. You were like, (laughs) I guess when we first started talking, you were like, I'm in a good mood. I hope I stay in it. I'm still in a good mood. I I mean, despite it all, I'm still optimistic about things. I'm not delusional about things not getting a lot worse, but I think that once you realize that things are going to get worse and things are going to be tough, then it's like, well, they might get better too. They might. And and see, that's the thing is that nothing is written in stone and that these, these people, whoever they are, try as they might, don't always get their way. And they make mistakes and they fuck up and it, it always kind of seems that we never accidentally get more freedom, but <laughs> it they might they might get slowed down for a while, I and think, we might get to enjoy the I rest of our lives before of we die. I'm not sure about now, that, but <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen right away. But we got a lot of new technologies, we got a lot of toys. There's a lot of organizations. I think that I think that just communicating, being in contact with people, having these really awkward conversations, finding ways to jam up the system. It's definitely a first step. Yeah. Well, there's different concepts, right? There's different, like, because this is, like, we're not, we're not groundbreaking pioneers here, right? People have been, people have been calling this shit out, like, Alex Jones yeah. has been calling this shit out since like 1990, right? <laughs> uh, but there's like different concepts of like uh, of what we could do to be free, and like one of them is like anarcho-Zionism, where they think that like maybe we could find a promised land if we work hard yeah, enough. Yeah. We can have our. Have you ever read Atlas Shrugged? You know what I mean, like uh, Galt's Galt. Yeah, that concept, like maybe you know and. I don't think that's going to exist. I mean, that was the whole guys trying to do the seasteading and that's what they're trying to do with the free state project up in New Hampshire. And, and I think that that works up to a, to a point. And I think that you can buy some types of freedom, but I, it's not, it's never going to, the state's never going to leave you the fuck alone. And, and so I think to me, that's pie in the sky. So I think what we like what you said, what we have to do is have these uncomfortable conversations with people and we just need to try best as we can unify with other people that appreciate liberty, that appreciate freedom and that hate being controlled by tyrants. And we just need to be louder and more vocal when about tyranny as it's presented. We need to quit being so polite, you know, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a problem 
we're too fucking polite. You know, we're like when we go to a fucking store, when you and I went to a bar, we put on our stupid mask. You know what I mean? We had to put on our dumb mask and then we sat down at a table. What if we just didn't do that? Like it has to start somewhere. Now we have to get enough people together to not to to have the, that civil disobedience to be to just say, I don't care. I'm not going to be part of your cult weird experiment mentality anymore. Yeah, I, I, I say agree. fuck you. I think that that that's the challenge right now is trying to figure out a way to do that in a way that attracts people. Yeah, and doesn't scare people. Because you're right, we need to attract people yeah, to our side. So we have to work on our PR. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on that. Um, it's, it's a We have to not look like... We, we can't let them pigeonhole us as Q, uh, January 6ers. You know what I mean? Those type of people. We just have to be... We have to be like, look... I'm not an insurrectionist. I'm not a violent person. I'm not going to shoot anyone. I mean, if somebody breaks into my house, I'm going to have to shoot them. But I don't want to. It's not who I am. What I am is I'm a free-thinking individual that values my liberty, that values the future for my children, and I don't want this kind of bullshit. And so we need to attract other people that love their family that love this, you know, this country, if you want, or this community, if you want, or whatever well, it is, and, have, and fight right for now. its ideals. We have tools of communication. I mean, if uh, for a while longer, podcasts have not been I think that regulated yet. Down. They're working on it. Always should be workarounds. I don't think you can censor the internet, and I think there's too many smart people putting up platforms. Yeah, I'm worried about that, Tony. I'm worried about the, you know, they're going to have an i911. They're going to have some sort of like internet kind of bullshit and oh, they, they, I, I really think that they're going to try to regulate it hardcore and it's going to be well it's going to be a sort of thing where like you can't even use the internet until you sign in kind of thing like you're going to have to have an ID and you're going to have to sign in to use the internet and so everything you'll do is yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know anyways that, that's, that's a different topic around that. for there's, another thing <laughs> Yeah. See, I and so I sometimes get I sometimes get pessimistic because I'm not that smart. I'm one of the dummies. You know, I I can see I can see the fishbowl that I'm in and so I'm good and I'm a loudmouth and I can point at the fishbowl, but I'm not the fish smart enough to say, "Hey, we need to build a thing so that we can breathe outside and get the fuck out of this fishbowl so we can get back to the lake." You know what I mean? I'm not the I'm not that fish. But I will yeah, point at the fucking fishbowl yeah. and say, hey, we're in a fucking yeah, bowl. I struggle with that, but there's definitely a lot of smart people out there, and I just find a way to support them and figure out. I mean, doing this yes. podcast 10 years ago, how much money would we have needed to just start up? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you and I can basically just rant for almost nothing right now. You know, we're spending a little bit of money on stuff, but like, you know, uh, yeah, on little headphones and, you know, all this kind of dumb kind of shit. But yeah, you're right, man. And like, like I said, and like you said, there are people that are going to work around this shit. And so I need to shut up sometimes and just let and just know I, I don't like to just trust the plan per se, but it's not a plan. But I have to trust entrepreneurism and I have to trust human ingenuity. I have to trust human action. I have to trust people that are fucking smart, that hate tyranny too. They're, well, and here's the thing, man. You take that. Like, I'm hoping that we can, can stay a few steps ahead. Who is smart enough to do these things. And that, like, that one person who would have worked for the state now is. Yeah, trying to fucking put up decentralized technologies, trying to come up with workarounds. And this next generation, man, you know what's fucking crazy? This next generation, like, I remember when my son was fucking little, dude, I handed him a phone, and he knew how to navigate it better than I did in, like, like, five minutes. You know what I mean? It, that to me is hopeful. You, you know what I mean? This next generation are going to be able to do things. They're going to be the ones that that build new systems. Like I'm getting pessimistic by because I'm not capable of even seeing a way out of this problem. But they have a new perspective, and so we need just to train the next generations right, and maybe some smart young kid will hear us speaking right now and say these fucks yeah, are right i i think teaching what can i do and they and maybe they'll have a brilliant idea to critically think and not just because like once you can once you can think about like i'm going to assume that everything i know is wrong and what is the thought process that can bring me out of my wrong thoughts and into truth you know so you have to have like this thought process of constantly questioning yourself and i think that we've raised a generation to not question just assume that they're right and that just creates this fundamentalism so yeah maybe well Tony, you need to start having know, kids, man. buddy. I don't Are you going <laughs> to so. you gonna have any babies? Hey, thanks. Yeah. Well, I think you'd be a great Sweet. dad, Tony. Halloween baby. I've got a little one on the way, due in October. So, Halloween baby. Yeah, man. Thanks, we just got to raise the next generation right. All right, friend. Yeah, I think we've done a pretty long one, but I, I'm happy with it, dude. We touched uh, on a lot of topics. Did, and Are you able to splice the other one yeah, together that I said? This was a good one, man. Okay, I'll look into it. Um... I don't know how to do that, man. Okay. I posted the first 45 minutes. Uh, 
And so I thought that was great. Um, and maybe we don't even, I don't remember what's on the other par- parts. I, I felt like we, uh, I, I felt like we kept talking about like, there was one certain part where we kept like, uh, where it kept fucking up. And so maybe, uh, I, I I, is there anything good on the, on the on second half? Do we want to keep so anything like while. that? Or? Um, I'll listen to them, okay. and if like there's a good the another line, chunk, so I'll post that one too and call it a part two, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We're getting better. And listeners, we're sorry. We are complete newbies, and we're we're basically fucking apes. We're dummies, but we're trying. And uh, hopefully yeah, you are I, getting I, something yeah, out of this. Yeah, I feel like we're getting better. So <laughs> so. And we'll get better. It's like, oh. all right, man. Yeah, man, thanks. Awesome, brother. Right, well, man. dude, this was a great conversation. Later, this was great. Yeah. All right, brother.